The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. Well, welcome again. And um, for those of you that haven't met me before, my name is Dash and I've been coming to PCC for about five years and it's my privilege this morning to be able to just spend some time with you around God's Word. Now for those of you that have known me for any period of time, you know that I love sales. You know that I love to go shopping and there's nothing more exhilarating for me than finding a bargain. And so this time of year, like the end of year sales and uh, between Christmas and New Year and any closing down sale is like very exciting for me if I can get myself to those sales because there's nothing more satisfying than going down a mound of clothes and finding things, um, looking through things and coming up with my size of something and looking at the tag and going, it's only $5 or less. And so that brings me such joy. I know that brings me joy, but I also know that behind the scenes, the poor people that are working to prepare for the stock take um, sale or any sale have worked painstakingly and tediously to mark things and set things up and do the background work. And it made me kind of think as I was preparing for this, like, why do people go to all that trouble? And there's a few reasons I discovered. Well, one is it helps the retailers keep a, a track of their inventory or their products. And it gives them an accurate idea of um, how many they have at any particular time and how it's selling. And also it's an opportunity to get rid of the things that are no longer in demand or just didn't do very well at any particular time or those sizes that aren't really going very, very fast. And all of this helps them uh, to pay their tax bills because they're not losing money. So why am I telling you all of this? Well, there is a reason. But as a starting point, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, which is the fifth book in the Bible. And here Moses is at this time, he's been leading Israel and he's coming to the end of his life and Israel is just about to cross over into this land of promise that God's been talking about to, in giving them. And so Moses is talking to Israel very seriously and asking them to take a stock and do a stock take really. He's taking them through a a stock take and it's um, it's recounting everything that God has done for them as a nation from the beginning of their inception as a nation and Moses was encouraging them instructing them and pleading with them at times to make sure that they consider the state of their heart and think about their identity and their calling as God's chosen people and so let's go to Deuteronomy and look at chapter 8 and, uh, and to 11. 8 to 11. Now we're not going to read through the whole um, chapter, but I, chapters, but I encourage you to take time this week to do that uh, by yourself with your Connect group. Um, but as a starting point, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a little bit of time. Uh, we're going to probably put it on the clock or just have some music playing. And... Um, 
I'd like you to just go through, start from chapter 8 all the way to the end of chapter 11 and just take a piece of paper and a pen, hopefully you already have that ready, um, or on your phone and just write down every time Moses says, he did this or the Lord did this. Does that make sense? I hope so. So we're just going to write down every time Moses says the Lord or he did this or did something. Hopefully you discovered at least some of the following things. There were things like he led them through, he brought them water, he gave them manna, he gives them the ability to. The Lord, their, go, their God, goes ahead of them. He will destroy and subdue. Again, the Lord listened. The Lord set his affection on. He defends the cause of. And Moses knew that if he didn't encourage the Israelites to take stock and to remember the Lord, that they were going to ultimately lose their inheritance because they already did a whole bunch of things, as you would have seen and as you will see in, that, in those chapters, where they forgot. Um, and if we continue reading through to the next book, which is the book of Joshua, in chapter 21 and verses 43 to 45, which we will read at the moment, so the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to, given their, sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. And this is the key verse. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. And so Joshua is saying this um, as he's recounting, as they've entered the promised land, taken over the land, and as he's in his last days, he's reminding Israel of this. But we know as we read, as we read through the different parts of the Bible that Israel didn't always obey God. Israel didn't always remember the Lord. In fact, Israel did everything Moses asked them not to do. And yet, they, Joshua was able to say that God, God's promises to Israel didn't fail. Not one of them failed. And so it, it brings us to this understanding that God still... God's affection and rescue of his people is based on his word and his promises to them. And that is an example for us. God's affection and rescue and settlement of us as humanity as a whole is what God always wants and wanted from the very beginning. And he did this and he extends these promises to us and he did this through his son Jesus Christ. Jesus, as we see in the New Testament and the Gospels, and even right towards the end in Revelations, in the book of Revelations, he invites all of humanity to enjoy God's promises of eternal home and peace, an inheritance of a promised land, victory over our ultimate enemy, death. And what, as we've been hearing over the past few months, we can see as we look at all the I am statement that statements that Jesus um, talked about, 
if we summarize it, he's inviting us over and over again because he is the good shepherd who existed before anything and anyone else. The light that dispels the darkness of this world. The only way to God and the true path that leads to eternal life, to resurrection and eternal life. But there's a key, as long as we stay connected to him. And that's the key. Even for Israel, it was remember the Lord. And for us, as the New Testament chosen people of God that have been brought in to the vine, um, that's the key. We need to stay connected. And we as a church, PCC, we've just finished a week of prayer and fasting. And I love that we have these times throughout the year and that we can do this together because it's an opportunity for us to deepen our connection with Jesus Christ every time. Um, because we're able to actually do what Moses encouraged the children of Israel to do. We're able to take time in prayer and fasting to take stock of our hearts, to reflect on the state of our hearts, to reflect on the state of our church and the reflect on the state of our nation. And so going back to our passage in Deuteronomy, as, as you will read through, and you'll find out that the recurring themes and thoughts that come through is that Moses says, remember how, remember how God did this. Be careful too, that's an instruction. And then to give thanks, to teach the next generation, to take every opportunity to tell of what God's done. And so as a church, I was thinking as a church, one of the ways that we do this regularly is that we do remember how God has kept his promises to us through Jesus. Not just through the word, but every time we have communion together, when we eat the bread and we drink the juice, we remember that Jesus lived a perfect life of, of obedience to God on this earth. Jesus offered himself to die on behalf of all humanity so that God's judgment for disobedience would be absorbed by him. Jesus defeated death by coming back to life on the third day. So we're remembering how God has fulfilled his promises again to us through Jesus. And remembering um, the Lord this way is such a great benefit to us as individuals because it reminds us of our own exodus from Egypt or from a way of a sinful life and our wanderings in the wilderness where we were lost and we were looking for the truth and being led into the promised land, our eternal inheritance. So in this space that we're in at the moment, where we've, we've got the benefits of our inheritance, the down payment, which is Holy Spirit, and all that he brings to us and our life, and our life that Jesus, that we have in Jesus, but we're not quite there at the promised land. So in some ways, we're in the same kind of space that the Israelites were where they're about to cross over and they're taking stock and here we are a great opportunity in the middle of the year in the middle of 2020 and what a year it's been for so many of us to take stock to remember our God 
And one of the things that we don't seem to do very well is to give thanks, to tell, to declare, to, to share, to teach, to recount. I think we've become very good at, at seeking God when we need Him. And the last six months, I think, as a church, we've done that. We've, we've asked God for many things. But I, I really sense this is a time in the year for us to take stock and to give thanks, to tell, to declare of the things that God has done for us. And it's taking whatever means possible to share that. And so this Sunday, today, um, we wanted it to be a Thanksgiving service. We wanted it, be, it to be a time where we can just declare and, and proclaim the goodness of God. And, you know, one of the things that I know in Israel's journey, and the Bible mentions time and time again throughout the Old Testament particularly, is that the nations around Israel and even the inhabitants of Canaan already knew about the Lord and they had a fear of the Lord and they had a fear of the nation of Israel and it was only because they had heard they already knew what had happened with the Red Sea with Pharaoh and with the Egyptians and with Jericho and with Ai and the kings and all that had happened and it's because somehow it was shared, it was declared, it was shed abroad, it was spoken out aloud. And one of the things that really came to my mind in, in preparing this was that Israel didn't know it, but they truly, truly lived under the shadow of the Almighty God and His work and His presence. And so, as a reminder for us, and as an encouragement to us, as we come to a close, I want to read to you Psalm 96. If you want to, please read along with me in your Bible. But let me read to you. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Now you might say, I can't sing. Well... Verse 3 says, Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let 
all creation, in case anything was left out, let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for He comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in His faithfulness. Wow. Now, if that doesn't inspire you to tell, to ascribe, to declare, to share, I don't know what will. So, as we come to a close, I believe Holy Spirit will stir in us a desire to give glory to God, to give thanks to Him for what He has done, to help us to take stock so, there's two things I would love for us to do. The first thing that we're going to do, again, like we did before, is to take some time out and to take stock for our own selves. And so please grab your piece of paper and your pen again, or your phone, or whatever it is, and I want you to take the next two minutes to recall what the Lord has done for you. And just some ideas, you know. Start with just what you've heard and what you feel God's done for you this morning already. The fact that you're alive. <laughs> um, yesterday, last week, last month, the last th three months. Hope that as you have recorded and recounted what the Lord has done, that you are amazed and you are filled with encouragement and joy. Now this is part two of what I'd like you to do and what I'd love for us to do as a church, not just today, not just this week, but for us to make this a habit, something we do regularly, just like those stock take sales. And if it helps you, time it to do it with the sales when you see the sales signs. This is what we do. Find at least one space, one of these spaces, or hopefully multiple spaces, where you can tell it aloud. Just like that passage in Deuteronomy says, every opportunity you get in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, wherever you go, whether you're sleeping, you're sitting, you're talking, you're visiting with friends, whether you're ranting on social media, or you're encouraging someone, sending someone a text, whatever way you choose. Tell people about how great God is. Tell people how wonderful He is and how awesome He is. And you know what? Doing this regularly will keep us connected to God, will keep us reminded. We will remember the Lord. We will be able to say it's He that does things for us. And we will be able to bring glory for his to his name. You know, there's a, a passage in Isaiah, and I think it's chapter 48, um, where it says that God will not share his glory with anyone or anything else. And he doesn't need to, because when you read Psalm 96, you realize that he is the Lord Almighty. And everything that we have, anything that we do, it's all about Him. And He will not yield His glory to any other. 
So as his children, as his creation, as his church, let's give him all the glory. Let's remember the Lord. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the opportunity to remember you. Take stock of our lives and acknowledge who you are. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to remind us of the goodness of God, how he has led us all the days of our lives so far. And I pray that you would give us the courage to declare his goodness, to ascribe greatness to him, to tell of his wondrous works, to proclaim his love and his mercy and his compassion every day. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.